For the best night's sleep in the whole wide world, visit MyPillow.com. Use the code word REBEL for a discount on pillows, sheets, pet beds, and everything else at MyPillow.com. Woo! Rebels, it's that time! Can you feel it? Are you ready to be a great parent? Do you want to feel like you're back on your honeymoon? Well, we believe in you and God believes in you. Rebels, it's time to join the rebellion. It's time for Rebel Parenting. What's up, Rebels? Hope you're having a great week. Got a good podcast for you today. It's a Moms on the Mic with Kristen and Laura, and they're interviewing Blythe Daniel. And I'm telling you, it's a really good podcast. It's really good talking about restoration and getting through hard times, mending relationships. This is a good podcast today. It's also sponsored by Save the Storks at SaveTheStorks.com, my favorite all-time pro-life organization, helping moms with unplanned pregnancies just like mine. That's right. I'm adopted. I was adopted at six weeks. I had an unplanned pregnancy that conceived me and an organization helped my bio mom out. And I love Save the Storks for doing the exact same thing. They build stork buses, which are mobile ultrasound units. They partner with pregnancy resource centers. More than four out of five moms choose life for their babies when they hear a heartbeat and see an ultrasound. Find out more at SaveTheStorks.com. Here is the Atomic Mom and Producer Kay with Blythe Daniel on today's edition of Rebel Parenting. Hello, everybody. Welcome to Moms on the Mic. Welcome. And we are excited today to be with you all, and we have a guest in studio. So would you like to introduce yourself? I would. I'm so happy to be here today with you girls. I'm Blythe, and I have three children, so that qualifies me to be with the moms. You That's are right. a mom. Well, nice. and a little background, too, is that we're both moms of multiples. And Blythe, mm. I was just telling Laura that I met Blythe at church through a friend when I was pregnant with the twins. And she was like, you should definitely meet Blythe because she's walked through this journey. Mm. So it has been so amazing to just see the differences in my kids and super grateful to have each of their personalities, which really has helped me become, I think, you know, more in tune with what God has for moms, mm-hmm. because it really has brought out a lot of the things that I never knew I even had inside, such as anger mm-hmm. or <laughs> lack of patience. And so I would say that definitely my kids have helped me see how much I've needed God in my life. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The good true. and the bad. Yeah. Yeah. Right? Yeah. I never, we talked the other day about, I never knew I was a yeller. Like, I didn't know I had that within me, my my loud voice, or they call it the cranky monster voice. Oh. Now my kids tease me about it. They're old enough to be like, oh, is cranky monster coming out? I'm like, wait, you're not allowed to say that. Cranky monster Yeah, mama. mine call that the strict mom. Mom, why are you being strict? And yeah. it's, they can recognize when our tone of voice uh-huh. changes, yeah. doesn't it? Yeah, yeah. it happens. It, it rubs us in well, good ways. <laughs> we're just excited to have you and to talk about mom. So the show's going to be... Um, just free you can share what we just want to hear your experience and your story about the relationship you have with your mom and also the relationship you have a daughter I do I have two girls I'm doubly blessed doubly blessed (laughs) I didn't have a sister growing up so girls for me in the family have been new me too and you know there is so much to learn and I think often I think why mothers and daughters Um, often have the places between them that are difficult is because it is one of the tightest bonds. Mm. You know, 
daughters often look like their mothers and they carry the traits of a mother. Um, mothers are known for nurturing. Mm-hmm. You know, we have that nurturing side of us. I've watched my older daughter try and nurture her twin brother and mm-hmm. sister. Yeah. And sometimes that goes well. Sometimes that doesn't go so well. <laughs> yep. um, uh-huh. And I really do think that so much of what we carry as women comes from our mother. We think about mm-hmm. how we're in utero even. Mm-hmm. We are picking up on how our mother feels about us. And we live that out. And so some of us came from a nurturing home. Other Others of us didn't come from a nurturing mm-hmm. home. And we We've taken that into our growing up years and maybe even into adulthood and marriage. So it is, it is that the difficulty of patterning after a mother, especially if you didn't have such a great experience. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and so you have written a book called Mended about mother and daughter relationships. And, and you just touched a little bit on something. So some women don't have that Mm -hmm. connection with their mother. Mm -hmm. So how do you approach that situation? Yes. You know, my mom and I have a close relationship. We have had times when we've not been close and Mm -hmm. we've had to work out. We've had to be mended in our Mm -hmm. relationship. Mm -hmm. And, you know, the heartbeat of our book, Mended, Restoring the Hearts of Mothers and Daughters, is to say to women, you can be restored to your mother or daughter But even more than that, you can be restored to God and how you see yourself and how Mm. you carry your identity. Often, we don't even know that we need to be restored to God. We think, well, I have a relationship with God. But typically, there's some part of our heart that we have not yielded to God, that we have not given back to Him as our Mm. Creator. And it could be this thing we're holding on to with a mother Mm. and a daughter wound that that is what keeps us from having a full relationship with God or a full restorative heart towards God. We talk about in our book, Mended, that there are three types of forgiveness. And I think this is where I've learned as a daughter and as a mom now how important these areas are. The first is, of course, when you are offering forgiveness to someone who has hurt you. That's so primary. Mm -hmm. And another is our forgiveness with God, that God does long to restore the connection with us. And when Mm -hmm. we've even separated ourselves from him for a day, he longs to restore that place of intimacy with him. So it's another type of forgiveness. And then the third is when you have not been asked by someone else, will you forgive me? Oh, correct. So so you are offering that, right? Someone's died. A a mother has never said to you, I'm I'm sorry. sorry. Yeah. And so you make a choice. And this is what my mom had to do. She had to make a choice to say to her mother, I forgive you. Her mom didn't ask for that, but Mm. she became so free in her own heart because Mm. she chose to forgive her mother. And she said those words to her. I mean, Mom, I forgive you. And even though you haven't asked, I'm still choosing to give forgiveness to you. So that I think that we, we talk about how unforgiveness creates toxicity in our relationships. Yes. These mm-hmm. relationships can become toxic. And when we hold on to unforgiveness, it manifests itself in so many areas of our lives. Mm-hmm. And we don't want to walk around with unforgiveness. Mm-hmm. I mean, it can produce a physical response in your body mm-hmm. that affects all your other relationships. Mm-hmm. And so we actually are giving power mm-hmm. to that other person and control to that other person because we don't let go of forgiveness. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um And I think it's important to acknowledge that we want to acknowledge the hurts and the pain that's there. Mm -hmm. And we want to take that to God, not to the other person and lay it all out before them. They honestly typically know that they've hurt us. But when we can be honest before God and we can say, God, this is what feels so horrible. This is what hurts so much. 
And yet we can go to that person and say, I choose to forgive you Mm. for the areas of my life that I've been hurt. I let it go. I don't hold these things captive in my heart Mm. anymore. Yeah. So are you saying it's if you go to a mother who is like, I'm not going to say I'm sorry or always puts it back on you. Well, Mm -hmm. you're always angry at me or this is your issue, not mine, because I know moms that do that to their children and to their daughter. What would you say to the child who continues to go looking for restoration but not finding it yes. with so powerful. the parents that are unwilling mm-hmm. to look at their own side of the street? Mm-hmm. Or, and that's tough because we want things to be reconciled. We want things to be right. Mm-hmm. And you know what we try and tell people in our book and just in life is that you are only responsible for your choices. You can't yeah. create someone else's choices and people act for a reason they act their own behavior is to get a need met Mm -hmm. and so sometimes people will hold on to unforgiveness because it gives them control Mm -hmm. and so we can only offer and if we offer and they don't forgive and they don't ask for forgiveness then we can know that we've done everything we could do in that situation in that relationship and we can say i choose to love you i choose to forgive Mm -hmm. and this is how i'm going to walk this out with you whether or not you reciprocate i'm still this is still my choice yeah and it really frees us and you know we don't have to keep going back and going back to that same place of Mm -hmm. of defeat you know sometimes forgiveness i've seen it come years later when the mother has maybe not forgiven or she's not offered for any type of forgiveness and years later they're reconciled and Mm -hmm. so i think how we act when we don't get that from them how we respond to that um, whether we distance ourselves or whether we hold some kind of grudge that certainly isn't inviting for the future. But when we can put up, when we can basically say, I know I've done all I can do here and I'm going to live in freedom. Sometimes it's hard to not get that closure, Mm. but we know in our hearts we've done everything we can do. And then we can turn to, say, a daughter or a son or someone else in the family and say, this is what I've chosen to do Mm -hmm. with your grandmother or, you know, with whoever it might be. And this is how we're going to live regardless. And I think just putting up this almost this marker Mm -hmm. in your head of this is the date this is when I've written a letter because sometimes it Mm -hmm. might be better to write a letter Mm -hmm. Um, surely you might not even be able to speak with the person it might be just writing a letter if the person is deceased and just being able to say today I choose to forgive you for the things that were done Mm -hmm. against me Mm -hmm. and sign it and date it and writing out a prayer yeah Mm -hmm. think of just sealing it yeah, it's so a feeling. Yeah. And on the second part of that, I for me, my mom has passed and she passed like 12 years ago. I was able to repent of my own bitterness and my own judgment of her now because most of my issues were pre being a mom. Mm-hmm. I hadn't been a mom yet. And so yeah. now 12 years into being a mom, I'm going to have a teenager soon. I've been able to repent for my attitude as a daughter, not mm-hmm. knowing you know you don't know what you don't know that's right right and so i didn't know how difficult and challenging sometimes being a mother can be right and the the blessings that it offers like what we were talking about earlier to grow in like wow i didn't know i could be angry i didn't know and then you add when i can look at her life as a bigger perspective now Mm -hmm. of being like wow she had five children and she had a husband and they had financial issues and the stresses of that and Mm -hmm. different things that they struggled with that 
I have more compassion towards her mm-hmm. and then I'm able to let go of my own bitterness so it doesn't defile my daughter. That's right. And defile the rest yeah. of the generations. I know I'm messing up some ways with my daughter, but I'm hoping to learn that whatever my mom taught me that I'm not passing that along. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that's such a key point that I think I want to encourage, you know, those who are are sharing this time with us to think about setting a different generational pattern in your family, because Mm -hmm. things do get passed down. And my mom had to make that decision that she wasn't going to carry on the mothering that she had on her mom was angry and she had addictions. And so it manifested through my mom never feeling good enough. My Mm -hmm. mom never feeling like, like she could do anything right. And her mom would tell her that. And so mom made the decision really when I was, you know, middle school ish to do things differently. And she began, you know, speaking differently to her mom. She began making sure that the things that she did with my brother and I would set itself up nicely for when we would, you know, grow up and leave the house and things like she would say to us, you know, I don't want to be a controlling person. And if you Mm. ever sense control, Mm. speak up and say, mom, that feels like control. So that was how she started doing things differently for us was just by communicating and And I think really the heartbeat of what I would want to share today is just being open to communicating with the person who has hurt you or, Mm -hmm. you know, or maybe there's not necessarily hurts you can point to, but you just feel an angst Mm. or you have some just barriers or something between you that you would say on an average day that your communication is okay, but we really want to invite people to go deeper into their relationship mm. with their mother or daughter because mm. God provides that. Like on our own, we can't mm. do that. Mm. But because God is the restorer, he is the one that knows our needs. And he is the one that throughout scripture, he has restored, he has repaired. Mm. In fact, our, our book is built on the foundation of Isaiah 58, 12, which was to, you know, to repair the breaches that have occurred. Mm-hmm. And so that's really what this setting a new pattern for the generations in your family is to repair the breaches that have happened. Mm-hmm. And we do that through words, through communicating and drawing closer together instead of hanging out here, mm-hmm. you know, in our separate lives and separate worlds is to take the steps. And so a practical way to do this is to be able to say to your mother or daughter, mom, I know that things haven't been great between us. And I long to have a good relationship with you. Mm. What do you think we need to do to make things better? Mm-hmm. Simple. That's so direct. vulnerable too. Yeah. 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 Especially if you've had some issues with your mother beforehand. Mm-hmm. Just mm-hmm. to say those words, it just opens up. It, it could open, open up Pandora's box. I mean, that is true. <laughs> it yeah. could open up and it could open up more than maybe you're prepared to talk or about. willing. But yeah. the good thing about that is that it's not saying... I think you should do this. Exactly. Mm-hmm. It's a thing of owning how can we come together? Desire. Right. Yeah. Owning your desire and saying, what do you think we need to do to make things better? And it is, it's not trying to bring a laundry list. Yep. Mm-hmm. It could even be, are there things that, you know, mom, I desire to be able to spend time with you. Are there things that you would like to see from me in order mm-hmm. to make that happen? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, and it's kind of addressing what's between you. Yeah, well, and it lets you stay in like what we say here at Rebel a lot is staying in your lane, and what is it that I can do to help heal this relationship? And another thing too is, I'm very blessed to have an amazing mom, and we have a really close relationship. But the relationship with my grandmother was really hard. But there's a certain level of self-awareness that that 
affected me. Like there's a starting point of, oh, that really did affect me, that relationship, Mm -hmm. because it affected my mom, but in a healthy way, but there's still that angst there. Does that make sense? Like you have to have a level of awareness of, oh, that relationship really Mm -hmm. did affect me Mm -hmm. and it's affecting my children. And so having just that open heart to ask Holy Spirit to lead you and of like where am I disconnected because of a relationship with my grandmother or maybe a mother-in-law or I'm just thinking of just being clear enough to be aware that there's some sort of generational mm-hmm. thing going on mm-hmm. that's so true my yeah. mom says that she wishes that she would have asked her mom mm mom, I could, you know, something like, like, mom, I can see that you're angry. You know, Mm -hmm. what is that about? Because she didn't know a lot about her mom's upbringing other Mm -hmm. than that maybe her mom had a more privileged upbringing and maybe there was just some level of need to perform, need to be accepted. And that Mm -hmm. fed into Mm -hmm. her social anxieties, which fed into her addictions. And so, um, I think it is a great idea to be able to ask and to ask some of those questions of, you know, mom, how were you mothered or what are some things that you've brought into Mm. your relationship with me that we might need to look at? And those are hard questions to ask, but it does give you a better understanding of what you might even be picking up on that you don't know you're picking up Mm -hmm. on and taking into your children. I mean, I've certainly seen what I've brought into, um, you know, my mom, she loves me so well, and she is a beautiful lover of people. And she loved me so well that my tendency is to overlove. This mm. is the word she created, overlove, overlove. Um, <laughs> my kids. And so, I, so sometimes they're like, mom, back off. Yeah. You know, mm. and so I'm seeing out of my mom's, us writing this book together has really helped me to see that she didn't receive this love from her mom. So she tried to overlove a bit. Yeah. And I felt that some growing up. And, yeah. and we talk about that. But as I'm mothering, especially my girls, I don't want to be yeah. overloving mm-hmm. and not giving them space to say, Mom, me to back up a bit. Right. Yeah. I'm my own individual. Mm-hmm. And I think that mm-hmm. is like where that self awareness is, is as your kids get older, you're like, Ooh, <laughs> that needs to be <laughs> touched on. Like mm-hmm. your lens changes of awareness in in your own mothering of you know maybe i am a little controlling or and then digging into that a little bit more don't go anywhere we'll be right back with more rebel parenting hey rebels this portion of the podcast is brought to you by our friends at save the storks save the storks helps moms with an unplanned pregnancy and that's my story I was an unplanned pregnancy. My birth mom was 16 and faced an uphill battle. And a pregnancy resource center in her area helped her carry me all the way to fruition and then helped adopt me into my family. And Save the Storks helps pregnancy resource centers across the country with stork buses providing mobile ultrasound machines where four out of five moms choose life after seeing their baby on an ultrasound and hearing the heartbeat. Over 6,000 babies have been saved on stork buses. Please support Save the Storks with your prayers and visit savethestorks.com to become a monthly sponsor. Join the movement and help us revolutionize the meaning of pro-life. For more information, visit savethestorks.com. Welcome back to Rebel Parenting. Did you miss us? I saw one of the stories talking about cleaning the dishes. 
and I didn't know if it was you who had to clean the dishes properly or there's like a right way to do thing and I think that right or wrong conversation mm. can set us up to fail like oh there's a right way to do it and a wrong way to mm-hmm. do it and I know yes there are rules we want to obey and we want to have discernment from the Lord and be honoring to him and I think like that control when it's not done right causes the breach in the relationship exactly. mm-hmm. it's like is it really about the dishes right I mean you're <laughs> so right it's you know, that was my mom's mom who wanted things a certain way. Mm-hmm. And if she could have them a certain way, she would get really angry. Yeah. And, you know, what we've seen is just that the relationship is so much more important than so being right. So much more important. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because when you're yeah. right, you end up lots of times alone. Right. That's what me and my husband laugh about. Like, when you lawyer up and like, you know, <laughs> I'm going to win this battle or I'm going to be right on this topic. Yeah. I'm going to die on this sword. And you're right, but you're all alone. That's mm-hmm. right. And is it worth yeah. it at the end? Like, for some people it is. It's worth it to be alone in that one. Mm-hmm. But I think, especially with moms and daughters, you can tell when it's out of whack. I mean, mm-hmm. lots of my friends struggle with their relationships with their moms. I mean, let's mm-hmm. just be honest. I, mm-hmm. The majority of my friends struggle, mm-hmm. I would say. Mm-hmm. It's rare that I find someone like Kristen who just, I mean, I know her mom. Her mom's amazing, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, and you just adore. You want that mom mm-hmm. at home when you need it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I know lots of people who don't have that. Mm-hmm. That's right. And some of us don't have that. But we can be that. Yes. You know, I and I think that's so important that you mm-hmm. have recognized, you know, just where that breach has been or where it can come up in your relationships, um, in your family. And we can turn around and be the mother that we didn't have. Mm-hmm. I think that um, overall, that, you know, the need to be right is so driven by our culture. Yes. And giving advice. I mean, everybody has a piece of advice for you if you yeah, sit around yes. long enough. <laughs> And what has worked really well with my mom and I and what I've done with mom girls is to ask permission mm-hmm. before you give advice. And Ooh, I love in that. fact, as a daughter, if your mom starts in on you giving her advice, you can say, mom, what I would like to hear from you is an idea or what I'm okay with you sharing your feedback, but it sounds too much like advice. Mm-hmm. And what that feels like is that we didn't do it right. And we aren't Mm -hmm. capable of doing it on our own. And so what my mom has tried to do with me is to say, are you okay with my sharing some feedback? Yeah. Mm. Are you okay with my giving some input? Mm -hmm. And she's done that with me as a new mom and and over the years. And I have the ability to say, no, not right now, mom. Mm -hmm. Or yes, you can. And I'll Mm -hmm. consider it, you know. Mm -hmm. Um, But it's that, again, just inviting yourself in to the relationship instead of maybe there are moms and daughters who've had roadblocks mm-hmm. and, and they're just at an impasse. The best way to unblock that is to be able to invite yourself into a conversation. And think about this. Let's say that you're 95% right. And um, so you're 95% right. And maybe your mom is the 5% right. You're in a stronger position to be able to ask your mom for forgiveness, even though you're more in the right, you're in a stronger mm-hmm. position because, you know, mm-hmm. you've done things right. So sometimes people will say, well, why should I ask for forgiveness? I was mostly right. Well, you're mm-hmm. in a stronger place to initiate that. Yes. And mm-hmm. that's what we're saying. You who are it's mature. kind of a, a mind mm-hmm. reversal if we think well, that yeah. person should come to us. But if we're the stronger ones in the relationship at that point, we're called to repair it. Yeah. I mean, that's mm-hmm. what scripture says. You who are mature go and reconcile the relationship. I don't know where it says it in scripture, but I know there's Mm -hmm. a form of that 
in scripture. Mm-hmm. And I think definitely being the mom of a daughter, it's my job as she's little right now to make sure that relationship is clear mm-hmm. while I'm more responsible and can see a bigger picture when she's just seeing her own little life, mm-hmm. you know, and as yeah. she's blossoming into being becoming a woman, I think there's a great responsibility for me to keep it clean, mm-hmm. keep it open. Mm-hmm. That's good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, and having preteen, almost teenage daughter, woo, the, that like line of communication is a fine line of that. Do you want my advice or do you just want me to listen or, mm-hmm. you know, just that uh, it's such a helpful reminder to me because there's so many times where I could just react and yeah. be like, well, that's dumb. <laughs> Let's mm-hmm. not do that. Instead of keeping it open, like what you're saying, Laura, mm-hmm. of just of listening and being like what you're saying. Do you want my advice or do you want me to just listen? Because that's so much more important is the it relationship. Is. Yeah. And, uh, you know, like as a mom, if they're listening right now and they have a teenage daughter that's totally shut off. What is something that the mom could do mm-hmm. to help reconnect? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think it really is going to the daughter and saying, I desire to have a close relationship with you. I desire to be closer with you. Um, is there something that you can tell me that would be helpful for me to know or to mm-hmm. do? Yeah. And seal it by saying, you know, because I love you and because I want to have this mm-hmm. good relationship with you. And if there's a barrier between us, would you be willing to let me know what that is? Mm. It really is a posture of humility. And that's yeah. hard for us because as moms, we have we have years of experience. We have wisdom. We have these things. Yep. And yet I think what, again, our daughters want is, is this relationship. And so sometimes if they felt hurt, like mm. I know as a teenager, I felt hurt. So I closed mom off because mm. she represented goodness to me. She represented mm-hmm. everything that was right. But in her coming to me, in our going to our daughters in a posture of humility and just saying, I don't, and sometimes it's even saying, I don't know what to say. Mm-hmm. I don't know what to do mm-hmm. right now. Can you help me know what would be most helpful for you? Sometimes we have to admit we don't know what yeah. to do. And they yeah. appreciate that. Mm-hmm. They resonate with that because we don't have all the answers. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that can sometimes open up um, a window between the two of us. That's well, for sure. We, I used to work in a youth ministry that trained teenagers aged like 13 to 18 mm-hmm. with GAP youth training. And um, we would tell the parents when they would come in for their parent meeting, hey, we let the children in on the secret that, you know, you're they're just bigger versions of you, mm-hmm. you know, because we don't know lots of the time. I, if we got really still and honest, I would say there's more of the times we don't know, at least for me, that I don't know exactly what road to take until I get quiet and seek the Lord and get clear or talk with Ryan, talk with my husband or talk with my mother-in-law mm-hmm. or with a mom and really get clear on what road I need to take yeah. with my children. I told my preteen daughter, you know, once when she was describing something to me that was happening and her response to me was, but mom, you don't understand. And she was right. I didn't mm-hmm. understand the context that she was in. I wasn't walking in her shoes and I was yeah. trying to identify so much with her that that, that yes. <laughs> we missed. Uh-huh. And I had to go to her and just say, I'm so sorry, because I don't understand. I yeah. didn't get it. And I actually had to go to school one day and apologize to her for trying to get it and trying to offer 
you know, my thoughts on it and trying to, you know, bring up my past and how I did things. <laughs> yeah. And so she heard my heart mm. and it was that mom doesn't always get it right. And I just, I want to be there for you. And I'm going to need you to tell me what I don't know. Yeah. I'm going to need you to tell me what I could have done differently. Mm-hmm. And I feel like that has been really helpful in my relationships is to say, I know I didn't do that right. Mm-hmm. Can you share with me what would be better next time? Mm, that's awesome. That alone would transform a relationship. I think Right. how many moms are listening going, I wish my mom would have said that to me. Right. Yeah. And then even in healthy relationships too, just mm-hmm. opening that doorway of communication of like, that did not work well. Yeah. <laughs> and this would be helpful. Yeah. In our marriages and everything. Yes, yes it does. I yeah. know. I was thinking about that. So let's jump into everybody talks about mother-in-laws and the trope out there is that mother-in-laws are evil and they're going <laughs> to do, I mean, it, yeah. you know, on sitcoms and yes. things like yeah. that, like mm-hmm. the whole house changes when the mother-in-law enters the room. So what have you noticed or what did you see about that or what mm-hmm. did you and your mom come up with, with dealing with Boy. that issue? Yes. You know, my mom had a good relationship with her mother-in-law I had a good relationship with my mother-in-law who's um, no longer with us now, but, you know, but we would talk about like, there is a difference between a mother and a mm-hmm. daughter and a mother-in-law and a daughter-in-law. Mm-hmm. And, mm-hmm. you know, as daughter-in-laws, we want to fit in. Mm-hmm. We want that mother-in-law to love us like a mom. Mm-hmm. And sometimes that's just not available to us, mm-hmm. you know? And so I think it's really about knowing where you are in Christ, knowing where your identity is, that if you don't receive the kind of love from a mother-in-law that you would long to have, Mm -hmm. that it does not reflect on you as a person. Mm -hmm. And I could say that is true about mothers and daughters as well. Mm -hmm. We have to be firm in who we are Mm -hmm. as daughters of God. And so there's so much that God says to us about who we are. And uh, we have a lot of scriptures in our book that really look at the words that God speaks over us when we listen to him, because he has so much to say to us. But on a practical note, I think that the importance that the daughter-in-law can bring to the mother-in-law is one thing that I tried to do with my mother-in-law was to say how much I loved her son. Mm. And that seemed to bring some closeness. Yeah. If there was ever a distanced moment, it was to go back to the thing mm-hmm. that we had in common. And actually, that's really important for mothers and daughters and mothers-in-laws and daughters-in-laws is to say, this is what we have in common. We may not have much else in common, <laughs> but these are the things that we can celebrate. And yeah, I yeah. think when we focus on the, the things that God has brought us together on, the common bonds and the common interests, instead of looking at the whole relationship right. um, mm-hmm. yeah. as, gosh, I don't have that kind of relationship that I wish I had or that's available for most people. Mm-hmm. I see people's mother-in-laws taking their kids on vacations and, and that that doesn't happen for everybody, yes. you know, but I think if we can focus on, you know, these are the things that God's given me. These are the common factors that we have. We can celebrate those things and not let the bigger picture get us so discouraged. Mm-hmm. Oh, I concur on that. Like I've been fortunate enough to have Shirley as my mother-in-law and she's been busy running a ministry, you know, for the last 11 years and she just retired this year and so to have her come and be more a part of the daily mm-hmm. t- uh, stuff that I've seen other people have with their mother-in-laws I'm like oh I wish I had that and now <laughs> getting it so it's good. just been it's really neat like mm-hmm. oh I don't have to go pick up the kids today because Shirley's doing it mm-hmm. like it's uh-huh. like freedom and excited for what the kids are getting just the mm-hmm. daily aspect of living mm-hmm. and I feel like I've yeah. been really grateful for the shift 
for mm-hmm. us. Right. She's and not running the National Day of Prayer anymore. So we're having much more relationship occur because mm-hmm. yeah. she's home. Well, and just like as we were saying earlier, sometimes the things that we long for don't come exactly when we think we need them. Yep. They might come years later when the availability mm-hmm. is there. And so I would just say to anyone who might feel discouraged right now that you're in a season where you don't have access to a mother or a mother-in-law and you're feeling like, well, that's great for everybody else, but what about for me? Mm-hmm. I would say, and my mom has said this so many times, never, ever, ever give up. Mm-hmm. You know, continue to pray that God would open those doors for you mm-hmm. and your mom to gain a closer access to each other or a mother-in-law or a daughter-in-law. Mm-hmm. Prayer changes so, so much. And I yes. know both yeah. of you are mm-hmm. strong believers in prayer. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Strong believers of God's word and just feeding on his promises to us as daughters. Mm-hmm. I think we will not get discouraged and we will not lose heart if we stay there. It's when we start looking at other people, we start dreaming of what yep. the relationship yeah. we wish we had. Comparison. And it's okay to think about what we would long for as long as we center it back into no matter what happens, I know that I am a daughter of God and this is what he says of me. And I can continue to have faith and hope mm-hmm. for the circumstances. Mm-hmm. Whether or not they change, I will find myself centered in God at the same time that I'm praying for restoration. And as you said earlier, God longs for that. That's Mm -hmm. his heart. Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back with more Rebel Parenting. Hey, Rebels, this part of the podcast is brought to you by Care Of, one of our new sponsors. The website is TakeCareOf.com. The code word is Rebel Parenting, 25% off your first month. It's hard to get back into a healthy routine when you've been out of it for a while. And Laura and I know this. We've been out of working out. We just joined a new gym and I wanted to kickstart it. So I've been trying to figure out what vitamins and supplements to take. And so I went to my doctor, he did a blood panel and he's recommended some things. And right about that time, Care Of called and said, we want to sponsor the podcast. And they provide uh, supplements, vitamins, and they've got a really neat online quiz you can take. And I was a little skeptical, but I went through the online quiz filling out the things that I want to do. I want to lose weight, gain muscle, and help sleep, and uh, have some stress, stuff like that. They came back with virtually the exact same thing my doctor came back with after the blood panel. Uh, He said I needed magnesium and vitamin D, creatine, protein powder. They came back with the exact same thing, and I was stoked. It makes it so easy, so convenient. Shipped it right to our door, and they've got great tasting flavors. We just mix it up in our tumblers, take it throughout the day. It's really been a huge help. And what I really look forward uh, look for in a company like this is the transparency. Where are the supplements coming from? How are they packaged? How are they brought to you? And they've got all of that on there. It's takecareof.com, code word, Rebel Parenting. Welcome back to Rebel Parenting. Did you miss us? Well, and speaking of that, the spiritual component, I would like to dig into that, just how to pray, how, what does that look like just in the spirit? What are the things that we need to come against or align ourselves with? And yeah, if you could speak on that. I think one of the big things that we want to do is just to realize, as you've said, both of you have said that the Holy Spirit gives us such discernment Mm -hmm. and, and really going to God and saying, God, show me through your spirit, in my spirit, what are the things that I need to address in my heart, whether it's lack of self-love, lack Mm -hmm. of self-worth, like looking at ourselves and asking God, he'll show us, Mm -hmm. you know, when we ask him, he's really good Mm -hmm. to show us. (laughs) Um, God, what is it that I need to bring before you? And 
having a heart of receiving his forgiveness and having a heart to receive his words for you is a great first mm-hmm. step mm-hmm. because there are things in our own hearts that we carry that, you know, can't fully be restored to another person until we really reconcile yes. those things in our heart with yeah. God. So I think, you know, bringing in that, God, give me your eyes to see, give me your words. And then, you know, praying a prayer of just anointing yourself under the kingdom of the Lord Jesus Christ and saying, Father, I want to live more in your kingdom than my kingdom. Mm-hmm. And God, I see the things that I'm repenting of. I'm letting these things go. And then, Father, I want you to draw me into the relationships that you have for me, including my mother and daughter. What are the steps that I need to take? How do I, what's my next step Mm -hmm. to approach? What is the way that I should do that? And he will give us that Mm. insight and how to how to come to that person, especially if there's been some distance and there's yeah. been some time mm-hmm. that yeah. can feel like, Oh, I don't know if I heard you right. Yeah. But if he, <laughs> if he shows you and he puts it on your heart, oftentimes, you know, we can feel a burning in our heart to mm-hmm. pursue something. And I would just say, kind of walk that out in faithfulness mm-hmm. and he will reward you for your diligence and your faithfulness to him. It might not look like what we think it should look like. Right. Yeah. It might not look like a really good restored relationship. It might mm-hmm. look like less hostility and it might look like a little more involvement in your life mm-hmm. just with even your kids but that is moving closer and god gosh he does so much when we yeah. are humble right before him so i think a posture of humility and being open to whatever he calls us to do we we need to be open and not just you know say lord i'm willing to do this but not this mm-hmm. yeah but give him yeah. all of us just like we do every day in mm-hmm. our lives and this is just another area to trust him in yeah, yeah. oh i love that it's like joshua yeah. one nine the mm-hmm. be strong and courageous i mean there's I a reason that. why we have to be strong and courageous because some of those things are not easy mm-hmm. i mean just thinking about how he could answer that prayer for so many people is like oh i don't want to do that mm-hmm. <laughs> you know so I do think the scripture verse that talks about that we don't wage against flesh, you know, that we are at war um, mm. with greater principalities. Yeah. So for those of us who really walk in the understanding of um, the spiritual disciplines of putting on the armor of God. Mm-hmm. So when we realize that we are not just fighting against a mother or a mother-in-law, mother-in-law or a daughter or daughter-in-law, yeah. we aren't fighting them um, we have an enemy. We have, yeah. you know, there is Satan that puts things in our path and tries to get us to agree with, well, that, per- you know, my mom must think this of me because mm-hmm. this is what she said. And so we bring things into the picture that aren't meant to be there oftentimes. Yeah. And so recognizing what, what truly is going on between you, but then also recognizing the spiritual aspects of what's happening. Yeah, the greater story. Right, the greater story. And so taking those things and, you know, putting up the shield of faith and walking in the truth that our feet would walk within truthfulness. And so a lot of times it's just picking up the armor of God mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. saying, God, how do I apply this to my mother-in-law or my mother or my daughter or daughter-in-law? That I think is where deeper growth can take place. Yeah. 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 And what do you say about having like accountability or other moms to talk to? How does, and then we'll just mm-hmm. wrap it up. But sure. like inviting other people into the conversation. I don't want to gossip about my mother-in-law or my mom or anything of that nature or put her in a bad light. Yet, how do I invite other people who have wisdom and who've Mm -hmm. walked the road before me like you? And how do I invite that into my life? Like, Yeah, I think that's that's a great question, Laura. You know, my mom actually is a counselor. And so she... That's great. She um, has been this counselor mom. So she has really encouraged women who have come to her and she's been able to help them work through especially some issues that 
if you are dealing with some bigger issues of abuse, neglect, mm-hmm. addiction, and things that have come into your path, I would encourage you to seek out counseling. Mm-hmm. It is not saying that you're broken and that you need major help. It's, it's just having a trained professional mm-hmm. come into some of those places with you and lead you into some healing and prayer. Mm-hmm. So I, I do recommend that people do that. I think counseling is wonderful, and I've certainly used counselors and recommend them. And then I also think to your thought too, Laura, of like having a mentor, having a mom Mm. that you can talk to. And I think it's good for people to have someone to go to, especially if they don't have a mom that they feel the freedom with to ask some of these questions that we've said Mm -hmm. right now, maybe you need to talk it out with a mom mentor Mm -hmm. first and then go to your mom with some things. Mm. I do think that that's important. As you said, you know, not to be gossipy, The, the heart, the intent is not to have a session where you just, um, De- yeah, debunk your mom and, and all that. Yeah, I mean, it it yeah, really isn't a heart of how do I get past this place yeah, in my how heart? How do I grow mm-hmm. through it and mm-hmm. have the relationship that I desire? Right. Mm-hmm. We were talking about earlier. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Anything Ugh. else, Producer Kay? Oh, no. I just love life. Touch on? <laughs> Gosh, you guys, this has been so special oh. to just be able to share. I would say, too, that, you know, maybe you're in a hard place with your mom and you don't think things, you know, can get better. Mm. I will tell you, um, my mom and I've walked in a difficult place the last couple of years with her health and it's brought us closer together than Mm. we even thought possible. And so sometimes we look at hard things as, uh, that's so difficult. I could never Mm -hmm. see anything good coming from that. Mm -hmm. And I can honestly say that walking through hard things with my mom in the last couple of years with her physical stance and even just spiritually, what's come up when you walk through hard places is Mm -hmm. that we have grown closer to each other Mm -hmm. and we've grown closer in our relationship with the Lord. I know each of us feel like we have never felt his presence more than right now. And so I would just say to you, if you're walking through a really hard place, don't feel like this is the end. Often it can become the beginning. We're experiencing Mm. some new beginnings Mm. in our relationship of depth that we have not previously had. And so we never know how God will move, but we know we can trust his heart no matter where we are. And he always is always faithful to us. That's Mm. awesome. That's awesome. Well, we, I do want to share that Blythe brought a couple of copies of her mended book Mm. that she wrote with her mom and um, that's one way to get closer to your mom. That is true. Right yes, <laughs> that is that is good. It has yes, yeah. We have gone closer through that. I'm, <laughs> I'm sure. sure. Yeah. So if you are interested in a little giveaway, we have two copies that we can send you. So you can either put a comment in the comment section, or um, you can email at help at rebelparenting dot org. So the first two that come up, we'll send it to you. Hmm. Um, Thank you, Blythe. Thank you so much for allowing me to share. Oh, such a treat. What a privilege. Thank you. I just really appreciate what you all are doing and encouraging moms. I mean, there's just nothing greater, is there? Right. Right. Thanks for listening, Rebels. Thanks to Bly Daniel for being on the podcast today, talking about mending familial relationships. What an important topic. Also, thanks to The Voice of the Martyrs, persecution.com, helping those being persecuted for our gospel for more than 50 years, and Blinkist.com slash Rebel Parenting is our new sponsor, B-L-I-N-K-I-S-T.com slash Rebel Parenting, 15-minute summaries of nonfiction books. I love that service. God bless, Rebels. We'll see you soon.
Rebel Parenting is produced by Rebel Media House. And when you need a little help with your marriage or parenting, and everyone does, you can find it at rebelparenting.org. Sign up for the Rebel Update by texting the word REBEL to 444-999. That's R-E-B-E-L, and the number is 444-999. We love it when you share Rebel Parenting with your friends and family, so thank you. God bless. Thanks for spending your time with us, and we'll see you next time for another episode of Rebel Parenting. Rebel Parenting.